it's eating out. That's yes. what gets. That's what get because like I I look at how I use my my credit card and it's just like, bro, it's food. Like if I eliminated the food, it's like yeah, I would I would barely use this thing. So now I'm like, okay, I don't necessarily want to completely eliminate like using my credit card for like food and whatnot. So what I might just start doing is every other time, and that way you just because if you think about it, if I'm mostly you know I don't I don't have the fortunate pleasure of living with my queen yet so if i if i just go every other time i go out and eat by myself and i just like you know alternate using my credit card i, I think i should be able to keep that low especially if i only eat out maybe like three days three three out of the seven days a week so tuesdays because we do the pod then fridays and saturdays because i i, 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 I might be outside nah, i mean mm. so you might want to get something so fun story in my house with my queen we have um a shared card that we use for food groceries and all that and the bill like since december maybe even before that like it was just insane like we'd get the statement and i'm like yo what is this why is this bill so high and we decided to stop because every friday we would go out to a restaurant sit down have a couple of drinks like we got to stop that dog the bill dropped 500 this month <laughs> like the balance came this month and i was like yeah i can live with this like this is great because so, like, so really what you're saying is it's just living is expensive going outside is expensive going outside is expensive yeah like the bill the bill dead ass dropped five six hundred dollars but tell me about that feeling when you when you pay that full balance off and it's zero point zero zero so it's funny the the card is in my wife's name because when I was younger, I um I had some credit cards and I and I had a whole bunch of credit card debt, so I don't like credit cards at all. So I won't open one. But she, granted, not you having the PTSD from the credit. Yeah, I had to, I got I got some PTSD from credit cards in my twenties, so I was like, nah, I'm not doing this. So it's in her name. So yeah, like she, I send her. Oh, what I like here's my half of the credit card bill, and you just let me know what you need. But it feels great. It feels great when it's zero. I can feel it when she submits the payment. You be feeling good? I be feeling great because Lord knows I hate owing people money. Man, let me tell you something. When I paid American Express earlier today, I just have to keep looking at that balance like 0. 0.00 on the Amex? Screenshot and I, it. And I know, right? And I got, you know, I got one of the Delta cards. So all, all that money turned into miles. Oh, so that'll help when you that's smart. So yeah, ours we uh, I forgot the, the cash back deals, but we just that's why we signed up for the, the one we have. Yeah. The Delta Miles. That's a smart one because you do yeah, that's smart. I, I get after the travel, plus you know, with work, yeah. you know, now anytime like I travel for work, I'm basically getting the miles for it. Plus anytime I travel for personal stuff, getting the miles for it. So when I worked in athletics, when I hear from, and I thought this is extremely unethical, what coaches would do is they would give our travel agent their credit card and they'd have one of those like mileage ones. So the travel agent would use their personal card to book the travel for the entire team and they would get all these miles. Same with hotels, right? Like they would, get, I would book their hotels and they're like, oh, I have a, I have a Marriott card, use this dog. And then in the summer, like they would travel across the world for free because you're booking for, like especially a track team, right? Like you're booking thirty flights at a time, 
eight to ten times a year. So then, how would they get the money back? They would just but reimburse them. On yeah. So here, so you would know when they use their credit card because they would run to me as soon as they got off the planes. Like, yo, I need you to put in this reimbursement right now because my credit card bills do, and the credit card bills like fifteen thousand dollars. But it worked because come June, July, when everything's slow, they're like, "Well, I'm going to Europe for two weeks." And See that's you not, later. That's not that's not against the law or anything. It wasn't. I don't know if it is now, but back then, because I was like, "Man, this seems very unethical." Because the university gives you P cards to use, and the coach is like, "Nope, don't use those. Use my personal card." And then, like when you would book with hotels and stuff, they want your business in the future. So, like, oh, we'll give you double points. So, like, the, like the coach. We'll be booking 20 rooms and getting points. You know, something for about this just seems like the, if the NCAA knew, they might. They might. They, they I have might. a feeling it's common practice across. I don't know now, but then it seemed pretty common. Like no one cared. It seemed like everyone was just like, yeah, that's what we do. And I was like, wow, this I'm, is insane. I'm struggling because I don't, I really don't know if that is a, you know, it's definitely an ethical question. Like it, it, it's definitely a question in morality. Because I was like, how can you do this? How well, is let's this not act like okay? you weren't. If you weren't, you would you would do it. If it was, oh hell yeah, I would do it. I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. I'm just saying I wasn't I in get, a position to do it. I might get those. I might get bars off like that if I could. It's like, oh, oh yeah, and, and no one's it? stopping me. Like yeah, compliance, new. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm getting some shit off. I'm getting. I'll tell you. I'll tell you another trick off air that I believe one of the tennis coaches did. But I'll tell you. Because this one was definitely. <laughs> hey, was hey they find out they're getting them up out of here. <laughs> well, they're already gone, but it was um, extremely unethical. Nah, but I'm 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 serious. Like when I listen, shout out to the, you know you know it's tax season, so when you get you know a little refund back, that you're like, okay, what do I want to do with this? Do I want to be irresponsible and just go buy something nice, or do I want to try to? Be responsible and pay some bills off and make it easier for myself. This year I went with the responsible route, and boy, it's feeling good. That's right. Always take care of your priorities first. What about what about what about that saving that savings account? Like, how do you how do I say this? Do you do you believe in the putting money away for a rainy day or something like that? Oh hell yeah, hell yeah. Let me tell you something. When it rained, it's better to have an umbrella that you own than asking somebody for an umbrella and got to pay them back. That's true. With interest. With interest. Yeah. Hell yeah. I, I'm a big save for a rainy day. I don't. I barely buy myself anything. Here's my problem with the save for the rainy day. They out. My problem is always the three months. You know, you should save up three months worth uh, of expenses. Mm-hmm. Like your dog. You know how much that is. That's a lot. Thank yeah. God I married a saver. My wife is. If anything happens. We're fine. She the saver. She she's an accountant, ain't she? No, she should be though. Yeah. She good with the money. Hey. Shout I, out to the queens out here who are good at planning and good with money. Yeah, because I'd be lost without it. God knows. You 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 you're not a planner, nor are you good with money? No, I am, but she's just better. Mm. Like she, she is all mad. I am her yeah. a little bit more flawless. Yours need some help. Yes, mine. I need, I need constant practice on my jumper, and she just come mm. out on the floor and drop thirty without mm-hmm. warming up. That's tough, man. I mean, what, what do we do about this? What do, we, what do we do to help my boy out? Uh, nothing. Life is great. I'm here to get rebounds. 
There we go. You're just here to set the offense, set the offensive standard. I get boards and play defense. She scored all the points. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 135 of Speak On It. As always, hold on, let me take it off. As always, you already know that when you see this Nas fade, it can only be one brother, the good brother, Losty Mix. As always, every Tuesday evening, joined by the smoothest bald head on the East Coast, Danny Ocean. My man, how's it going? It's going great. I shaved today, so my head is extra smooth and extra bald. Um, Something tells me there should be a pause on that, but we'll we'll, we'll let it ride. Maybe not. Maybe yeah, after, not. after that Diddy report came out, we ain't got to say pause on nothing. Okay. Did you read that? Because I decided yes. to not read it. And I okay. read it. Okay, well, why, well, why don't we? Why don't you tell the audience some of the things that you may have been reading in this report from? Diddy? I'll say I don't want to get into details, but they're gonna stone that man to death if any of that is true. But what is the any of that? Give me some of the, um, him lacing alcohol at parties, him trying to um, groom men so he can sleep with them, um, yeah, um, I think. Young Miami is alleged to be like a scout of some sort. Like uh, the report, like they had these special bad boy hats when they wore them around Miami. It kind of sent a message to people who know that Diddy is here and he's looking for for cheeks of all kinds. Yeah, man. We talking R. Kelly, R. Kelly kind of. Did he really get in the freak off like this? What if some of this is really just like absolutely fucking ridiculous it sounds so crazy it's so crazy it sounds ridiculous but also it's so crazy it sounds real because only rich people could buy a yacht rent a yacht and just be throwing these crazy sex parties with laced alcohol but like okay let me ask you something you think in between the 112 albums diddy out here getting his freak on like this amen I don't know. It, it wouldn't shock me one way or the other. How about that? Like, if it came out to be true, I'd be like, yeah, that rides. Diddy, if this is true, my brother, this is... Some... It's it's too many people. Here's the thing. It's too many people with the same story. It's too many people with the same story or just like Cassie's story. Like, he was on some freaky ass shit. And then here come this lawsuit with some more freaky ass shit. Like it's too many people with freaky ass stories. But like, what if? How long they said this was going on for? Like, I didn't get the length. the 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 current lawsuit by the producer said it happened while he was recording his new album. So a year, I think, maybe thirteen months. Man, did he? Okay. Maybe hey, he did say take that, take that, take that. So yeah, that, that's his go-to. He said he won't he can't stop and he won't stop. Hey man. Nasty. But the thing is, like, what if you don't know Diddy in that way and like you just seeing these headlines come out? Like, imagine the brothers who like really just like was just cool with Diddy, just like on some fly music shit. Now you seeing these headlines and you just like, man, was he really getting his freak one like this? I think 
with stuff like this, if you are around a person long enough, I feel like if you're aware and you're paying attention, you've probably picked up that Diddy is a freaky ass boy. If this is true, like if if you've been around him for an extended period of time, like he's probably said something and you were probably like, what? And just brushed it off. I know you can sing. (laughs) Yeah, right. Like he probably did something or like maybe he, you know, in sports, like they pat you on the ass. Like maybe you recorded a hot verse and you came out and he just smacked you on your ass. And he was like, man, that was a great verse. You're like, huh, that's a little weird. But okay, it's Diddy, whatever. (laughs) And now you're like, oh, that's Diddy. You know what I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that's Diddy. (laughs) Yeah, like, oh. Oh, that's Diddy. Like when Lil' Kim said I can make a Sprite crayon disappear in my mouth, who you think wrote that? Lil' Yachty. <laughs> Diddy. <laughs> Lil, Yachty. Lil' Yachty did write Act Up. He did write Act Up. He had a he had a line in a new song. Uh, oh, man. Lil' Yachty. Listen. Hey. Diddy. Like, don't be shocked if more people come out and be like, you know what? Now that I think about it, yeah, he was a freaky ass boy. And he did, it might not be anything illegal or egregious, but yeah, one time I was here and he did this. And I was like, huh, that's weird. A whole lot of people, the light bulb going off. So what we doing when the Danny Ocean freak freak the freak documentary come out? That ain't <laughs> the never Danny seen Ocean the light of day. It, that 30 for 30. The, the, the 30 for I'm, 30. The thirty for thirty, the freaky ocean parties. <laughs> yeah, that ain't never had. They ain't never coming out. They ain't seen the light of day. That does not exist. I, uh, what if I told you you can drown in this ocean? He is the right. this thirty for thirty. <laughs> freaky waters. <laughs> freaky waters. <laughs> they about to be like. Hey, Diddy, you see what 50 been saying? Yo, 50 Cent, for the record, ladies and gentlemen, do not be with people like 50 Cent. 50 Cent won't no. let up. No, but some, and I feel like in the, in the in the near distant future, we're gonna get a 50 Cent uh documentary that says 30 for 30, who's the real bad boy? <laughs> like he 50's documentary is gonna be two hours of him just dissing other people. And remember that time Diddy freaky ass went to jail because he was out here lacing people's uh, drinks on the yacht. Uh, thirty for thirty. Take that, take that. A, a bad boy original story. That's it. Narrated That's the by one. Curtis Fifty Jackson. That's the one. Take that, take that. Oh shit, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we got, we got, we got a hell of a show lined up for y'all, man. We're gonna start off with a little bit of football, get into a little bit of post All Star NBA as they kind of get back in the swing of it. Hit a little big deal or no deal, and of course. We had the elimination chamber this past weekend, so we'll talk yes, about sir. that yes, a little bit towards the end, maybe a little fantasy as well. But Danny, why don't you start us off in the NFL, my brother? Uh, I really want to talk about that Cam Newton fight, but we're gonna say that for last. Because oh yeah, we're gonna say that. So let, let's start. You know, let's start with running backs, right? Because there are a lot of running backs that are about to hit the free agency market: Josh Jacobs, Saquon, Tony Pollard, uh, Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, AJ Dillon, Devin Singletary. 
um, out of all these names and the ones that I may have missed, do you think in a in a market that's so saturated that any of these guys are going to get you know a bag? And by a bag, I think we should draw a line at a bag. And I think we can talk about. I think the floor is Miles Sanders' deal from last year because he got the biggest contract last year out of all running backs. Let's look this up real quick. Yes, he got four years, twenty-five million, which includes five point nine signing bonus, thirteen million guaranteed. So he averages six point three million a year. Do you think any of these running backs gets that or more? I think Saquon gets a deal near something similar to that, but I will say this. Miles Sanders is stealing money. <laughs> like he he walked into Howie's office and Howie's like, boy, if you can go find something, go find it. And damn it, if he ain't find it. He in Carolina, but damn it, he found it. He said, boy, if you don't get shit. Listen, I would say I think Saquon is going to probably get a Miles Sanders-like deal. I think if anyone else, maybe uh, maybe a Derrick Henry. You know what? I think Devin Singletary is a sleeper to get a, a decently really? ex- a decent size um, contract. I think if you saw how he was utilizing that Texans offense once he was made the starter, I think I think he handled the role well. I think he, you know he's a versatile back for CJ coming out of the backfield catching, obviously running in between the tackles and outside. Uh, but again, I think Saquon. I mean, in this type of market, yes, it's a little bit saturated, but I think Saquon of all these market, I mean, of all these running backs, probably gives you the most explosive ability on a play by play basis. So. Besides Derrick Henry, you know, but Derrick Henry's maybe a little bit older in his career. But I think of all these guys, Saquon gives you the best like home run, comes out of the backfield catch. And I know Josh Jacobs led the league in rushing a few years ago, but I, I think I'd take Saquon over him. I agree. I think Saquon will get the biggest bag. Uh, I think he might get a little bit more than Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is the floor. I know Saquon's been hurt and has an injury history, but he's just so explosive. And I think in the right, the right situation, he could talk a team into giving him a little bit more money. Um, other than that, like Derrick Henry is a little long in the tooth. Tony Pollard, I don't think he's proven that he can be the lead guy. Austin Eckler, I feel like Austin Eckler is he's not that old, but he just feels old. Is that just me? Like Austin Eckler feels like he should be in his early 30s. How old is that man? Maybe probably like 28, 29. <clears throat> yeah, he's 28. Yeah, so anybody giving him no big deal. Like that ship has sailed. I think the market is going to be so saturated that teams are going to be able to get one of these most of these guys at a bargain. And I mean, like, let's just think about it. Who wants to? I mean, like, when you think about some of these guys, I mean, let's let's talk through it. Tony Pollard, I think he was, I think if he would have had a better season in Dallas last year scoring the ball, I think yep. they might have been more inclined to maybe give him a better deal. I think Josh Jacobs, I think the down, the down, the decline in last year after the year before having such a strong year, especially after the sit out, I think that was the reason for the Raiders likely not giving him more money. Yep. Derrick Henry, I feel like he's obviously probably the most proven back out of this whole free agency class, but I just think there's like a mileage warning on him. Like you just don't know how much tread he's got left. But I still think, you know, Derrick from just from like a <clears throat> Uh, a highest floor, I would easily say, is Derrick Henry out of all these guys. So I, agree. I, could, I could easily see Derrick Henry getting a nice little deal similar. But, you know, the rest of these guys, I, I don't know. A.J. Dillon, let me tell you let me tell you something. What team? I'm going to sound like a hater. Team signed A.J. Dillon to a big contract. I know you're not serious about winning. 
You just trying to you trying to get to the salary cap cap floor? Yeah, no, you just yeah, you just trying to make make sure that you spend enough money so that the NFL don't reprimand you for not yeah. spending. I, I I'll ask you this question about um so Josh Jacobs is interesting, right? He's twenty six. He'll be twenty seven in February. I don't know. I think he may he may be another one because you know the the the, the age is thirty, the unwritten rule. I think he might be another one who can get a decent four year deal that's front loaded. Maybe like four for twenty seven. Yeah, like I and I think. Like a team that thinks it's a, a team with a rookie quarterback, right? A team that's like, man, to help our guy out, we can have Josh Jacobs in the run game. Like one of these teams that are about to draft one of these rookie guys. I don't know. Like maybe he can talk himself into like a New like, England. Yeah, like if like a New England. I don't know if you want to go. Well, Bill's gone. So yeah, I don't I think Josh Jacobs might be able to pull something out of the hat. Or maybe Washington. You know, I Cliff was thinking Kingsbury, Washington. That Cliff Kingsbury as the OC. Could maybe want to establish a, a really, really good run game. So that I think, yeah, but the other guys, like either they're, I feel like they're a little too old, they're unproven, or in a Tony Pollard's case, like you were the guy last year and the Cowboys had to shift to a pass heavy offense because you couldn't carry the load. Well, that's I wouldn't a, that's say they couldn't carry the load, but I would, I would, uh, yeah, pause. I wouldn't say he couldn't carry the load. I would just, I would just think that their offense just maybe started humming more when they started passing the ball more. Um, yeah, which is, I mean, that's kind of indicative that you can't run the ball, especially after Mike McCarthy fires Kellen Moore and's like, we're going to run the ball. We want, we want to be a yeah, running team. Mike McCarthy, team. the head coach, also was the one calling plays. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't establish the run. Oh, we guess we got to go back to Kellen Moore's philosophies and throw the ball. and with the best offense in the league, one of the best offenses in the league. Until they ran into someone who clamped them down. Who would that be? The Green Bay Packers, of course, ladies and gentlemen. Cowboys fans, holler at me when y'all ready to talk about that game last month. Well, speaking of the Packers, we can talk about the Packers. One of the Packers, Arch Nemesis, currently the quarterback of the, the Minnesota Vikings until he hits free agency. Uh, Captain Kirk is thrown again. Uh, and his team is putting out uh, the media's agenda to get uh, the Vikings to draft another QB. So it's Kirk Cobain Cousins, first of all. Did you see that gold grill he got? He got to be fresh and swaggy with it. Do you think he'll be the Vikings quarterback next year? If they want Justin Jefferson to resign, that he'll, he will be. It's funny because I think it's the opposite. I don't think Jettas wants Kirk. No, he does. Oh, he does? He yeah, said that Jettas gets his numbers with Kirk. He want Kirk. He's been every interview I've seen of Jettas. He has been like, yo, Kurt's our guy. It's been evident, especially without him. Just the pure drop off. Kurt gets look. He's smiling because, he know, Kurt gets him his numbers. You know, what's funny. And how there's this conversation like, are the Vikings going to pay Justin Jefferson? Dog, what are you doing? Like what's the what's the you're going to reset the market with Justin Jefferson? Just do it. Yeah, like what are we talking about here? That's what that's what that's what the mind and the logical person would say. But like what are we doing here? Pay that man. Pay Kirk because in in three years, not even three years, in two years, that Justin Jefferson contract is going to look like a steal because Jamar hasn't gotten paid yet, right? You know, he's supposed to pretty soon. Yeah, you want to be the first. 
Because whatever Justin Jefferson gets, whoever between the two, the other guy is going to want $1 more. What's up? What is up with that, by the way? I mean, it's cool to say you're the highest paid player at your position or in the league. I get it. For all of like a week or a year? Hey, you're, you're, you're pushing the ball forward, right? So if I get a million dollars and you get a million and one, that means the guy after you is going to get a million and two. And over the course of time, that's going to build. So when it's my time to re-up, it's two million. Because everyone is constantly adding extra when they get signed. So, but yeah, it also makes it harder for people to get paid, though, because people got to commit these dollars. So that means in order to get this money, you got to do a little bit more. Hey, I don't know what more Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase can do, but okay, more targets. Oh, no. Yeah, sure. I'll take more targets. More touchdowns, more touchdowns. Who? I want to say it was Julio Jones. So what Julio Jones used to do with his contracts, he would sign three to four year deals, but they would be front loaded, right? So the first two to three years is when he get all his money and then he would hold out for a new contract. And that was the Julio Jones way and it worked because he was the best receiver in the league. Justin, call that man. Wait, hold on. That's how you do it. Hold on. So like the last year, he would only be like a, a million, two million dollar mm-hmm. cap, cap hit. And he'd be like, hey, 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 hey. Yeah, so like a million or two hit, and you'd get a discount on me this year. But I just want you to know, then this contract is after this year, so I'm holding out. Or if it was a it was a five year deal, like the money would be front loaded for the first three years, and the last two years it'd be a little bit of money. So year four before training camp, Hulu would be like, nope, I ain't coming. I want a new deal. Is that not? Ah, see, that's funny. See, that's a little funny to me because like, then why not just? Equal out your deal, some then. Well, you, well, well, no, that's smart. So you get paid top dollar three years. No, years I'm talking three. about like just playing devil, devil's advocate oh, the, the for the team like for the Falcons. Like, yeah, like why not just ask for more even, more even breakdown of the pie per year? Because you have zero leverage. He's the best receiver in the NFL. What you gonna do? You gonna go get in a game of chicken with Julio Jones? Hey, here's the thing. If I'm one of these teams, why not? What I uh, and you want to you want to show players that you take care of them. Yes, you do. But sometimes it's like okay. After the first time, it's like okay. Second time, WTF. Third time, no. Well, usually no. you don't get to that third contract. Because by then, That's what I'm first time you do it. Second time. Is when you think about it, and you got to really think about the player. You got to like the player. Yeah. Oh, and they have to produce at a high level. Like not everyone can do that. Justin Jefferson can. You think we see Patty Mahomes get a contract extension? Yes. He's like the eighth highest paid quarterback right now. Yeah. Hold on. But he's also, I mean, but for what he's making, really, they got a steal on him. Yeah. See, but when he first signed that deal. It was, oh, my God, it's so much money. And now he is the ninth highest paid quarterback in the NFL. See, that's what that's the point of everyone gets $1 extra. So right now he's making $45 million a year. Joe Burrow's making fifty-five. Well, guess what? I want fifty-six. And it no, restarts again. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be more than 56 but I'm saying, right, like, that's why I each guy asks for something. more money. 
I think he might be the first $75 million a year quarterback. I think eventually he'll get there. Cause I don't know if and he's, if I don't the Chiefs, You give him that money. Oh yeah. No question. Yeah. So here, here's top five, Joe Burrow, 55 million Two, Justin Herbert, 52 and a half million. Three is Lamar at 52. Four is Jalen at 51. And five is Russell at 48.5. See, Russell who? Westbrook? Will, Wilson. Stealing money. I, Sean Payton, I understand. Oh, yeah. Sean Payton, yeah, did you? I understand. Oh, yeah, I watched it. Let's talk about it. So, Russell Wilson came out in an interview with uh, Brandon Marshall recently and basically said, you know, that the Broncos are benching him because he wouldn't drop his no trade clause. I mean, not the dirty clause, the injury clause in his contract. And because it didn't, they have to pay him, you know, all the money that's, you know, owed to him. And to be honest with you, as he was talking to Brandon Marshall, I'm just sitting there looking around like, I don't think the Broncos did nothing wrong. Fuck out of here. I wasn't talking about that. I hadn't seen that. I was talking about uh, when he and Sierra was at that award show and he looked at her and was like, I should take that latex off. Like her dress was like a latex dress. And he mentioned that he should take it off. Super wait, whoa, wait, oh, huh? Wait, run that by me again, Slim? So Sierra, I'll send it to you. It's, it's a TikTok of there at an award show, and like he leans over and kisses her, and I think he like whispers, like, I should take that latex off. Like he's in, he's, he's insinuating that he's turned on. Super horny. Russell Wilson, freak ass boy. Get hey, that's back. it, that's his that's his wife. I, I think it's cute. Oh, okay. Russell Wilson. Freak ass boy, get listen. Let's 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 work on getting you back on the field, looking like the Russell Wilson that we thought you were. Because hey, he said it's the off season. He they call that tomorrow. Speaking of the off season, J Cole, I'm waiting, brother. That hey, J Cole about to put out some heat. I know we talking about football, but in the music world, J Cole about to put oh, out we- some heat. And Schoolboy Q gives us a new album on Friday. Looking forward to that. You, you, you know what? You, you look. It doesn't really surprise me that you'd be a Schoolboy Q fan. I'm not a big Schoolboy Q fan, but I do enjoy his music. So yeah, I'll, I'll probably. You give look it. like someone who would who would be in the oh, car bumping Man cause of I, the Year. Because I do love Man of the Year. It's my favorite but, summer but song. Man of the Year. It's man one of my of favorite year. summer songs. <laughs> Is it, is it because I is it because I'm a little overweight? I feel like fat people love schoolboy Q. No, I feel like I think it's because you're bald. Well, he has hair. Schoolboy Q has hair, doesn't he? Yeah, but I've I found that bald people do like schoolboy Q. Yes, and bald people like Big Crit. Not that there's anything wrong with schoolboy Q because I like his music too. And bald people love Big Crit. I could do some Big Crit. Big Crit, extremely underrated. Another. What's a food that most fat people like? I don't know because I'm not fat. But if I were, I would assume. Well, when I was fat, what's the food that more big people like? Yeah, when I was massively overweight, it was definitely McDonald's and Taco Bell. Those are the go-to. Like when I was at my heaviest. Oh yeah. What if you eat McDonald's and Taco Bell, but you're not big? You're like in pretty good shape. Then you're just lucky that you're Chad Johnson, and you should count your blessings. But if you like regularly work out, yeah, it, it all. I mean, everyone's body is different. Like there was a time I was a three sport athlete, and I still was overweight. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess it is everyone's body different. 
Look at you, science man. Um, speaking of the man, sometimes you got to be such a man that when a fight breaks out, your hat don't even move. We here. I'm so glad. Your hat here. don't even move. Okay, I feel like you may have a little more context. So why don't you tell the people? So this weekend, Cam Newton was at a seven-on-seven tournament where a group of men called the TSP crew, and that does not stand for Teaspoon, and it is not a gang. It is an organization that uh, that helps train young athletes, especially in seven-on-seven football. Um, they decided for some reason that it would be a good idea to not only confront Cam Newton, but to jump him. Wait, wait, wait. So they weren't fighting each other. Who wasn't fighting each other? The teenage kids. No, no, no. These were, have you seen the video? I thought Cam Newton was breaking up a fight. Yeah. So they, yes. So Cam was breaking up and then, uh, yeah, you're right. So Cam was breaking up in a, a fight and then, the TSP crew decided to fight Cam. Who is TSP? It is an organization that, uh, to my understanding, they help train football players, especially in seven on seven. Like, you know, like they coach teams, they help train TSP young athletes. Football. Yeah. What does the machine tell you? Because I'm. Uh, first off, the first thing I see is Ryan Clark with a very long statement. I'm like, what is, what is oh, going on? Oh, God, here? I hope that's not his people. That doesn't sound like something he'd be affiliated with. Um, While you look that up, I will add some more yeah. context that there's a video circling of one of the people in the TSP crew talking trash about Cam, called him the nine non-throwing Atlanta quarterback, and it was not Desmond Ritter he was speaking of. It was a it was a shot. Wait, say what? So yeah, there's a video. So there's a video of someone from this TSP crew talking greasy to Cam. Apparently, there's been friction there or static, as they say down south, for a while. And the guy who was in the video was actually the guy Cam Newton almost threw against the fence, which is even funnier. So TSP stands for Top Shelf Performance, which is an 18 and under national 7v7 program. The yep. crew's official bio reads, it is one of the teams part it is one of the teams participating in the seven on seven tournament, which must be what he was hosting down there, a little seven on seven tournament. Yes. Can I say something? Good friends. The hat never moved. The hat never moved. First of all, but good friends jump in and help you fight somebody. Great friends say, man, this is a dumbass idea. What are we trying to do here? And they don't have great friends. Cam Newton is Dominic Toretto. And you Here's the to thing. Fight. Cam Newton about six, 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 Sam. Cam is six. I looked this up today. Cam is 6'5", 245. Oh, that's a problem. You know how big, <laughs> do you know how big Shaq Barrett is, the linebacker that was just released from the uh, the Buccaneers? Probably like 6'3", 220. 6'2", 250. Do you want to know how big Patrick Queen is, the, the stud linebacker in Baltimore? 
He's six foot even, 232 pounds. <laughs> Roquan Smith, very intimidating. 6'1, 236. So what you these, say? I'm saying these guys, four average Joes, looked at Cam Newton and was like, yeah, I think we can take him. You at your damn mind. So what at what part of the video? What parts of the video did you were, were did you look at it and say, "Oh, these boys is crazy"? This so the second like when they're at the top of the stairs, someone runs up on Cam and throws a haymaker and connects, and Cam doesn't move. And then later, when they're in front of the fence, someone throws another haymaker at Cam. It connects, and he smiles like he's smiling while he has one man by the neck like a child dismissing him from class and another cat in a headlock. Man, that's crazy. Listen, that's the first time I didn't seen someone look like uh, it, it looked like it looked like a WWE match where like the big show was fighting like two people at once. Yes, it was a it was a four one handicap match and the handicap person in the handicap position won. Like you see yeah. those videos of that old Detroit security guard we we're making fun of, and all Detroit those things. Yeah, that's all Cam did, and it worked. We owe that man an apology. No, we don't owe anybody. <laughs> Listen, Detroit does. I just want y'all to know. Go back and relook at some of them Detroit dust reaction videos. Hilarious, because they was hilarious. Now to this, here's what I'm gonna say. You young whippersnappers, y'all gonna learn. And Cam Newton had to learn y'all a little something. Now, people, yeah, they're saying the, the video, I mean, the footage is a little disturbing. But after they put a period on that sentence, you know what the next thing they say? How four people lose versus one? Y'all stink. Y'all stink. A man that types in that font, you thought you could fight him. All right, man. Do you think Cam Newton issues an apology? Hell no, nah, he don't issue no apology. He was Cam, Cam Newton issues a warning. Run up, get done up. Try it again. It ain't gonna go so pretty. He listen, he might put out a statement saying, Y'all lucky my security went with me, or it really got would have got up. Yeah, shout out to the staffer who stat if you watch the video, there's someone in the staff shirt who just watched the whole thing. He know what to do. He know like if he I, should help Cam or save the people Cam was the beating up. I know, right? Like I said, y'all lucky Cam's real security weren't there because if his real security was there, oh, someone got somebody, shot. Listen, <laughs> not only I don't think someone got shot, but I do think someone would have got really fucked up. Someone got stomped. You know out. what's crazy? You ever seen some of these videos of some of these people's securities and like seen some of the security? You just be yeah. like, yo, what do you think was going to happen? Like these big, massive Polynesians or big, massive brothers and next thing you know some scrawny looking white kids trying to trying to get a little bit too close and they just hit him with a boom slap because you know these not real security guards right these these dudes from around the way thugs. yeah these dudes from around the way that need a job and they got to prove themselves constantly and they got to say hey man we got to show that they be looking to knock a motherfucker that's right we got to show that if some go down we're gonna protect you at all costs and heaven forbid you get a security guard who used to do some shit like box or uh, mixed martial arts. Oh, brother, they is itching. They is itching to just get a good bop. 
they Fight got in, they got into security because they want to fight, not because they want to protect, because they want to fight. <laughs> How many people you see get knocked out by security? <sighs> Maybe one. Oh man, I might be I might be out here going to some ratchet spots. I've been seeing at least like four or five people get knocked out by security. Because most people get knocked out outside. I like you inside and outside. Really? Like most of the time, whenever I've been into a, a place, an establishment, and something goes on inside, like security, like jack them up and take them outside, where I assume they just go beat the hell out of them and leave them in an alley. But no, I've never seen inside, not to my knowledge. But then again, I ain't been in a club and I will say, get knocked all the ones, all the people I've seen get knocked out, like outside. It's been funnier. Oh, one hundred percent. It's always the, the 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 non-security person being the aggressor. No, man, what the fuck? I'll come in there. I'll do it. I run. No, fuck <laughs> that. Fuck that. And they keep saying, "Yo, step back. Step the fuck back. Step back, sir. Step back." Bop, that's all you hear. And, and, and you lucky if you get two step backs because you might just get one. And you might get to step back in the fist in the same motion. Right? Like, I told you step back. I told you. See what you maybe did? Yo, and, la- la- ladies and gentlemen, anytime you fight with someone and they hit you and then say, see what you make made me do, and they get like emotional about it, please leave them alone. They crazy. Yeah. They, they crazy. They, they want crying about killing Listen, you. have you ever like... Have you ever seen that? Like someone who like hit somebody mm-hmm. and they get to crying? Like you'd be like, yo, you a different level of crazy. Leave me. Yeah, like, like they hear voices in their head. Listen, on a scale from uh you survived to boy, you just got your ass beat. Where do you think this ass whooping ranks for these kids? Um, I don't think it's that bad because Cam didn't throw a single punch, like he just held them off until which makes it even worse to me. Like he didn't even have to throw a punch to beat you. Like he, he said, did, he, like I said he, he said he ain't really feel threatened. Yeah, he just like I said, he had old boy by the neck. He had old boy in the headlock, and was like, "What are you doing?" Uh, yeah, and he was like, "Yo, what are you guys doing here? Like, what is this?" And That's like said, why I he thought took, he was breaking it up because he's not even really trying to swing back. No, and he took two haymakers and didn't move and smiled. He said, and "Weak he, ass, weak ass, weak ass hands you got." He said, "I stiffed arm, I stiffed arm defensive lineman. You think?" Your little 175 pound punch gonna do something to me. Mm. Oh, get out of here. That program got to be like the last chance you of football. Like if that's how the coaches act, how the kids act. Oh, that was coaches. Yeah, they're coaches. The guy with the dreads that Cam had like this is definitely a coach. That's got to so be. So these was grown men. These was grown men. I mean, there might have been a minor in there somewhere, but no, nah, these grown men. All right, so this makes it even worse. To the men who who listen, if you ever hear this, brothers, pack find it on God. up. God. Just pack it on up. You don't need nah, not find God, because God don't love you. You just need to God loves everyone. Not these stupid Nick stupid <laughs> people. All right, Achilles. <laughs> All right, Achilles. <laughs> Yo, that still was the funniest just ever. That brother, that brother Keely, Keely just got on with the heat. With the heat. Yo, I've seen this interesting oh. debate random. I've seen this interesting debate online, and it was about teachers. And it was about the attires that teachers should wear. Mm-hmm. Um, and this brother, this guy, was basically arguing that if you're – basically that all teachers should try to wear baggier clothes regardless of gender. 
Oh, okay. Here's what here's what we always say. When I walk into a room, I just need to know who the adult is. That's how you should dress. You should dress like you're the adult in the room. But I recently found out that apparently uh dress codes aren't for students. I, I we can talk about this off air because they're yes. Yes and no. We can talk about this off air. It's very interesting. I, I heard it's for like the teachers. And I was like, what, what kind of freak ass? What? Well, I think I think you were in a generation of teachers, especially younger teachers who may scoff at the idea of like professionalism and what it means to dress professionally because they've never really had to or been in a situation where. No, no, no. I don't think you're understanding what I'm saying. I'm saying the student's dress code normally is not for other oh. students. It's for the teachers. Okay. Yes. I and understand. That's when I was like, what? Freak ass teachers. They, they are out here defending Diddy right now. What, what do you mean by that? <laughs> So, do you think the Bengals trade T. Higgins after putting the franchise tag on him? Listen, the the Packers fan in me says yes, and he should trade. He should be traded to the Packers and demand a trade. The realist in me says that the Bengals are going to try to go. I what I believe in on a championship run this season and see if they can win, win, win one with this core of T. Joe and Jamar. Um, oh, did the offensive line get better? Well, maybe one would say that their offensive line last year wasn't terrible. Trade that man, build some assets, build that line. I don't care who. Here's the thing, though. Do you think things get easier when you trade T. Higgins offensively? No, they don't. But would you rather have an offense that would you rather have offense be a little bit harder, but Joe has time to throw and he makes it out of the season healthy or do what you've been doing and just keep your fingers crossed. Especially in a draft where, well, you're paying Joe Burrow all this money. So you gotta, you gotta protect him. Yeah, but he also got to listen. You decided to take all this money, so we can't pay everybody, brother. So what, this is what we have or what we got. What did the Bengals draft? Let's see. They're probably like fresh out the top 10. They're at 18. No. This draft is, I don't want to say it's really deep at receiver, but there there's a chance that you could get not T Higgins himself, but you can find an adequate replacement at 18 or you can be in a position. I mean, if you trade T Higgins, you might be able to get a first rounder for him, and like you might have the ammo to move up and grab a guy and get him on a rookie contract. Like I, I would play that game. Or you keep T Higgins and at 18, you look to draft the best available offensive lineman. You could do that, but the T. Higgins conversation is going to come back up next year. Okay, but maybe next year, after you've seen this offensive lineman play, maybe then you look to trade T. Higgins for to a bad team or a team that needs a receiver for their first-round pick. Maybe, but do you want to take that chance? What other options do they have? I've heard that that family is notoriously cheap. 
Yes, so. the, all the Brown family is very cheap. Very cheap. But they paid my man Joey B, though. You ain't have a choice. That was the one of the rare times they ain't have a choice. Just like they're not going to have a choice with Jamar. They're going to have a choice. They're not going to get strong arm three times. Who Who's the third? T would be the third. Joe strong-armed him. Jamar going strong-arm him. And uh, you ain't getting three. You sure about that? Positive. If you're going to keep that core together. Positive. T. Higgins okay. not getting paid in Cincinnati. Um, You want to talk a little basketball? I'm here. So we are. Oh, no. Keep going. I actually like the beatboxing. Now go ahead. Okay. So we're a week removed from All-Star Weekend, if that's what you want to call it. Um, in either three categories of teams. Teams that are hot, teams that are cold, and teams that are still in Cancun. Are there any teams or players? Is there anything that's impressed you over the past week? Let me tell you this. <clears throat> they won the chip last year, but the Denver Nuggets, they for real. Oh, yes. They, they are for real. I know, yes, they won the chips. So it was really not surprising to anyone, but I seen them play live versus the Blazers last Friday. Watch game versus Golden State, I believe, was yesterday. They are Jokic, man. It it's it's not it looks like here's the thing. When you watch him live, it doesn't even look like he's trying. And then you look up and he has got like a 30-point triple double. That's the most frustrating thing about him ever. Like he looks like he's just out there for cardio, and next thing you know, he got 30 and 12. It's like, how did he do it? 14, and you're just sitting there like, fuck, bro. How? What is he doing? He can't jump over a sheet of paper. It's fascinating. But you can't jump over him. But you can't do nothing with him. He a unit. You ain't boxing him out. You're not bullying him. He's quick enough to react. I know the thing was put him in action. Nah, he quick enough. He can recover. He can steal. Good anticipation. He can block your shot. You can do I like his little spin. His little spin move offensively that he does. I think he's been getting that off a little bit. I saw him do yeah, it. Yeah, because you don't. You because you're like he's too big. He can't do that. That is physically impossible. He is DeAndre not athletic Aiden, enough, and then he does it. DeAndre Aiden, get help. Get help. He getting help. He getting paid. That's the help. That's true. That's true. Um, what about you? You seen anyone who's been hot, cold, or still in Cam Cancun? I want to talk about Luca because Luca has been on a tear. But this isn't a Mavericks podcast. That boy, that boy Luca, different. Luca and Kyrie. Got, I was watching them. They got thirty-five and twenty right now against. Like, I just need the other guys to get in. Like Tim Hardaway Jr. Like, we just need like twelve. Anywho, for me, it's the it's the Thunder. Like the the longer this season goes on, I know they're young. I know, and part of me, and I have the same feeling about Minnesota. It's like there's no way you can just win a championship without going over the hurdles that most teams go through, right? Like you might get a deep run, but like you got to go through something to get a championship, right? Like the Nuggets went through Jamal Murray getting hurt. They went through what happened in the bubble. Like they've been through some things, and the Timberwolves and the Thunder have not, but man, SGA, dog. My brother. Like if they if they're in the Western Conference Finals or if they are representing the West in the NBA Finals, I would not be shocked at all. 
they're deep at every position. Um, they got a nice young trio. I will I I will say that my thing with the Thunder is can can they be consistent and how good at how good at them at the punch back? Yes. How good how good are they when a team has figured them out some and starts to make adjustments and now you're potentially down two one in a series? Can yeah. Fight back and win three in a row. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's for me. That's like that's what I'm talking about. Like you, you got to go through something before you like it, it's rare a team just comes out and wins a championship without you know going through something so that's that's for me like when it comes to playoff time i know we're talking about came out and won a chip 2020 though i mean but lebron has been through something like he's been tested like no one on that thunder well team actually that been. was also the bubble year which was after kobe bryant passed away yeah but but i mean that team is full of people that have been through playoff heartbreak right like who on the thunder can you look at and it's like yeah, like they they can guide the ship. I mean, Minnesota has Mike Conley, but who in Minnesota you can be like, yeah, like okay, like they've been through something. What's the deepest Mike Conley has gone? Pause. Uh, he's been to the Western Conference Finals before, right? In Memphis, didn't Memphis make the Western Conference Finals with Zach Randolph? Maybe, maybe. But I know they've been to the second round. Like Mike Conley has been in the playoffs and can speak to what life is like in the playoffs. Like who in Oklahoma City can do that? Like they're all twenty-two. Like Shea, like when Shea was in with the Clippers, maybe. What, what what do you think about the Lakers? Then like so, there's like a, <clears throat> and I don't just mean the Lakers actually. There's teams like Phoenix, like the Mavericks, uh, like Golden State, these kind of more veteran-like teams that have had success in, in playoffs or players that have had success in the playoffs in the in previous stages of their career. What do you think about them getting, you know, the draw of some of these younger teams potentially in the first round? Like, it could be a first-round matchup of, like, Dal- Dallas and OKC, yeah. Lakers, OKC, Golden State and um, – fucking Minnesota. Minnesota um you know even even on the eastern conference the cavaliers the, you know um the knicks although they've maybe dealt with some playoff heartbreak so um what what do you think about some of these more veteran like teams that might be in first round playoff matches against goats i think if you're the the lower seed which is going to be the veteran team i think that's what you want like if i'm golden state or the lakers and you're telling me I get to go play OKC or Minnesota. I'll take my chances, right? I think I can steal one on the road. Those boys, like game one is probably you're probably going to get slaughtered, right? The energy's going up, like it's cool, but stay on par, stay the course. Or game oh, yeah. one is the one you steal. Now I feel like game one, like Oklahoma City is going to be rocking, Minnesota's going to be rocking, especially if they're the one seed. Like I expect them to come out and play with a lot of energy. And potentially turn it into a blowout. But what about game two? Because you got to do it again. What about game three, game four, right? Like just stay, stay on course. And if I'm one of these young teams, like yeah, it's uh, like hard to beat a team four times. Yo. It is hard to beat it, and they don't know what that's like. Minnesota doesn't know. OKC doesn't know. Like who's third in the in the West? Is it the Clippers? The Clippers know. The Clippers, and then I believe it's either the Clippers and then Nuggets. And then yeah, it's um, Clippers Nuggets. That's what it is. So mm-hmm. if 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 I'm one of those veteran teams at the bottom, I I wouldn't mind seven or eight. 
I don't want to see the Clippers. I definitely don't want to see Denver. Yeah, give me them young boys. I'll take my shot at them. I don't know what they made of. I know what Jokic made of. Smart. I know what Kawhi can do. I know I what LeBron can do. I know what AD I know what can LeBron do. can do. I can know what Steph can do. I know what Luka can do. I know what KD can do. Lakers, let's just get out of the play-in tournament. I don't want to see us in the play-in. Where's New Orleans then? New Orleans is five. Yeah, New Orleans no, is five. Phoenix is five. New Orleans is six. Dallas is seven. And then it's... Uh, and then it's like, it's either you or Golden State. We're like nine. Golden State might be ten. You know what? Kings are in there somewhere. Yeah, I'll say we have computers. Let's just... Uh, so yeah, Timberwolves are one, OKC is two. Oh, the Nuggets are three, the Clippers are four, Suns are five, Pelicans are six, Kings are seven, Mavericks are eight, Lakers are nine, Warriors are ten. Yeah, and the Lakers are like three and a half games behind or three games behind. So I don't know if we'll end up catching up, so it wouldn't surprise me if they end up getting the nine seed and having to play in the play-in tournament for, what, the third straight year. I mean, there's only three and a half games between five and ten. Or there's four games. There's four games between the Suns and the Warriors. Like, that's going to be a bloodbath. Like, the bottom half of the West is a You're not catching the top three. Like, you're not, you ain't catching the Clippers. You're not catching the Nuggets, the Thunder, or the Wolves. But five through ten, it's going to be a bloodbath. It's doable. It's doable. Yeah. Like, if, all the what, what the, hold on, where did it go? The Suns are 34 and 24. The Warriors are 29 and 27. So the Warriors are three yeah, losses four games behind. back. Yeah, yeah, they're four games back from the Suns. Like that's you can make up a game a week. The, the, the bottom is gonna be a bloodbath. Speaking of bloodbaths, it was almost one in the Heat versus the Pelicans. Yeah. They, I still don't quite know what the the full the like the heart of the issue was. Like I, I saw Zion got fouled by K Love, but K Love's a vet, so you know K Love tried to help his man's up, and I think he was like, "Yo, that's on me." But I was after that, I was really confused on what everyone else was so adamantly pushing each other about. I don't know, but if there's one thing we've learned about Jimmy Butler is he he is not the size of Cam Newton. Like you don't want to fight Cam Newton because he's just bigger than you. Jimmy Butler might stab you. Like, I legit think if Jimmy Butler was in a fight, like, he might pull out a razor blade and slice you. Yo, did you see that one clip of Draymond after, uh, like, uh, it was recent, like, after the suspension. He was beefing what, uh, what I believe was someone from the Clippers or something, and he was making, like, uh, shank yeah. gestures. Yes, he ain't learned nothing. He ain't learned nothing. <laughs> he learn I was sitting there watching, thing. like, oh, yeah, that brother – We'll make it to the end of the season. <laughs> no, he. I guess the question is, who's it going to? Who's the infraction going to be against? I feel like it's going to be against maybe like the Jazz, Nurkic again, or Rudy. He. Does, I don't think he likes Rudy Gobert. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think they really like each other. Uh, didn't he say something about Rudy? He always says something about Rudy. Rudy. Rudy is the guy to steal on in the NBA, and I wish he'd just punch somebody. Of all the players in in the in the association, who do you think would get the best scam off if they were a real scam artist? Anthony Edwards. Really? Yeah, because he's a wow. he's a fast he's a fast talker. Like he he's quick on his feet. Like I feel like he can talk someone into buying a timeshare. 
What are your thoughts on timeshares? Are they not criminal? Don't go to the timeshare meeting, guys. I don't care what they promise you. Don't go. Uh, you get it. What if you get a very discounted vacation, though? Don't go. Don't I can't go. promise. That. I can't promise you that because my last two Orlando trips, I've definitely taken the timeshare meeting. Oh, really? So how was it? Um. Well, it was for Hilton, so it was nice. They had the bro. They had the they had the breakfast muffins in there. The the Otis Spunkmeyer breakfast muffins, you know the ones I'm talking about in the clear plastic. I, 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 are you a blueberry or a chocolate chip? Definitely blueberry. I'm I eat both blueberry and chocolate chip, but uh, they give you some muffins, a little, a little coffee, a little OJ. Watch a little movies. I mean, not movies. Watch a few videos. Tell you about the program, and then they take you back one on one to your representative who tries to get that down deposit down. Tell you how much you're saving. They love to. They love to tell you how much you're saving. And then I, I hit them with the, the the deep thought. The I'll think about it. Maybe more thought. More more deep intense thought. And then I leave. And after I say after I say nah, I think I'm a think I'm gonna try again next year. Very admirable. A lot of people fold under that. Fold. Just say no. A lot of people don't like being in that situation. What are you talking about? What is what situation? A lot, a lot oh. of people don't like being in situations where they're pressured to do something. I got a word for those type of people, but I don't know if it's politically correct anymore. Yeah, you want to go to big deal or no deal? Big deal or no deal. All right. Big deal. Hey, hey. Some of y'all, come on, get it together now. Say what you got to say and don't be afraid to say no. Yeah, no is okay to say. And it's okay to say no. And if someone um, don't like you, no, then fuck them. There, you, there, that's the second half of that saying. Actually, actually, I'm going to take that back. Forget about him. It's a better wording. Not fuck them. Nah, forget I think, about I think, him. I think the first one was. No, no, no. Because if you, that sentence sounds crazy. Okay. So, so forget about them. Forget about them. Forget about them. Um, staying in the NBA, Trey Young to be reevaluated after tearing his finger. Big deal or no deal? Damn it, Trey. This is a big deal. Listen, in honor of Shaq, I'm going to do this. Listen, it might be tough for the Hawks. For the next couple months without Trey Young, he was just—he was really starting to get it going too. Listen, well, I, I shouldn't say that because he's been averaging like twenty-seven and ten or twenty-seven and eleven. Yeah. Uh, man, this is big because obviously, you know, he's probably like playmaking was one of the biggest play playmakers, uh, not only for you know the Hawks but for the whole NBA. So uh, it's going to be tough without him for like the next probably like month or so. So it stinks. Trey Young. Shut it down. Start shopping for homes in San Antonio. You are spur. Why does everyone keep saying that? I mean, him and Wimby would be fun. But they're not. That'd but who says old. they're going to? Okay. It's just a lot of fun. That's all. That's what we want to see. We want to see Trey Young with another superstar. But what if it don't work at all? Then it just doesn't work. You got to try. It can't be worse than what's going on in San Antonio right now. Yo, these stat lines, Victor, women, women, y'all be putting up in these like nasty L's. It'll make you giggle. It'll it'll make you cry. I don't laugh. I'm like, damn, he must be mad frustrated. He was at 
Remember at All Star Weekend, he was like, "Yo, I'm trying to win," and Anthony Edwards is shooting threes with his left hand. Furious. Yo, I think I believe it. Like uh, a couple of days ago, he had like five blocks in like the first half. Something like that. Listen, man, get that boy some help. Um, Rick Patino. Oh, wearing the all white like he was a priest on courtside. Tell me the brothel ain't open on campus. Tell me he ain't find the hose to open up the brothel on campus. Rick Patino, I know you had this in rotation. I just know you had this in rotation as you got dressed. Come on. Come on, Danny. You know he's bumping it. What did I tell you? Last week he called them out. He said, I ain't got the facilities. I ain't got what I need. And this week he ran the all-white suit courtside before Easter. Hey. They were playing in the garden too, weren't they? I think they were. Hey. Big East tournament right around the corner. He going to be what in his What would bag. a Rick Pitino St. John's run mean to college basketball? Oh, it would just be hilarious. It means Rick Pitino will be on a more on a bigger courtside sideline next year. If he takes St. John to go on some kind of run, oh yeah, he out there. Who gets fired first, Rick Pitino or John Calipari? Rick Pitino. Calipari's bulletproof. Say that again. Pitino. Calipari's bulletproof. He's not bulletproof, but his leash is a little bit longer. It's been a while since Kentucky's been one of those teams, though. Yeah, but they always seem to find themselves in the Sweet 16, Elite 8. And if you're in in regards to basketball, like the tournament is so random. Well, is that true? Because you're right. I feel like Kentucky hasn't been. They, They haven't been Kentucky in years. Well, this year, well, they're ranked 16th this year. Oh man, they're only up by three against Mississippi. Yeah, I got that going in the in the living room, and man, you know what's funny about uh, these older uh, white college basketball head coaches is every time a bad play happens on the sideline, they all make the same face. What's that? This oh yeah, right. and they turn around and look at their bench and. I know, I know this isn't on the docket, but what do you think about the court storming that's going on? Y'all, listen, I like court storming as long as in the process of court storming, if you get your shit pushed back or if you get punched in the fucking face because you decided to run into somebody or something like that, as long as there's no way that you can press legal charges, I would be down for it. I want it to continue. If we if we can't, if we can't continue that, then then here's what I say. Then I say you start finding these schools at least a million dollars per court storm. And I guarantee you, they, the universities, shutting it all down. I read somewhere, and I'm not read, I heard somewhere that court people, fans on the court during the game or at any time is unacceptable. So why is it acceptable? After the final whistle, it's like, yeah, I am a. I think court storming is too common now. It used to mean something, right? Like you beat the number one. Yeah, like okay, Duke's number one. You know, they go to Virginia Tech, and Tech beats them. 
yeah, we storm in the court. But now it's like, oh, Mississippi State beat 24 Ole Miss and they storm the court. Like, what are you doing, man? They'd be happy to beat number 24. Like, yo, what happened to the days that when you beat a top four, top five team, you 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 cracking up? You Not turning even that. It got to be a top three team and you can't be ranked. That's when you storm the court. Like, if you're 15 and you beat three, that's logical. You can see that. But if you're 25 and beat two, that's big too. Nah, you're still ranked. Like, what's the, what's the worst team in the ACC right now? Virginia Tech, probably. Well, so uh, Virginia, uh, let's go. Who's who's the who's the best team in the country right now? Who's won? UConn. UConn. So if well, didn't I think Creighton beat UConn? I'm trying to think of a terrible team. Like if South I own South Carolina women's, they're un, so, they're undefeated. Well, yeah, South Carolina women. Or how about this? If Iona beat UConn, I know they'll never play, but if Iona beat Duke, I mean, if Iona beat UConn in Iona, yeah, you're, 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 you're storming the court because UConn's number one in your Iona. But if you're ranked or you're close to ranked or you have a winning record or like it has to mean something, man. You just can't be storming the court. Like if Duke I don't know if you, I agree about having a winning record because you can have a winning record and still feel the need to. So yeah, like if you're 19 and 18 and you beat the number one team in the nation on your home floor, hell yeah. Or maybe Storm you're 20 court. and 10 and you're number 21 and you beat the number four team in the country. That's worth nah. If you're yeah, if you're ranked, you can't storm. See, the court. me and you got so if me and you can't even agree on what what's appropriate for court storm and how they gonna determine who should and shouldn't court storm. It's either That's, court storm, allow it and allow. As soon as you touch that court, you're open to citations or getting your shit pushed back or find the school and make it so that the school makes it mandatory that you can't court storm. And then boom, I guarantee you crazy ass kids wouldn't be on that court no longer. It's going to be the latter because now here's what they say. Do if you stop court storming, do you stop field storming after football games? 100% because that's even more dangerous. Yeah. Cause they probably probably already don't like uh, having to repay for those fucking, uh, crossbars yeah, for field goals. yeah. I, I don't like storming the field for anything that's that's too much space that's too many people like it just doesn't no nah, I, don't, I don't like that speaking of storming the fields no one's going to be storming ucla anymore anytime soon but eric being me is the new oc is that a big deal or no deal to you that's a big deal eric being me you might be i think they're going to bring you in and if whoever they have right now doesn't work out they're just going to slowly make you the head coach and you're about to start cooking. I feel like you got a few rings of Patrick Mahomes under your belt. You're going to be in L.A. They have UCLA. If you do good enough there, you'll probably maybe be in contention. Well, you'll be in the Big Ten, so. You're going to go against Ohio State in Michigan. So, yeah, so you'll be getting some primetime exposure. Listen, don't be surprised if UCLA, if Eric Bienemy isn't head coaching the Bruins by next year. Um. And don't be surprised if UCLA's offense is pretty good in the Big Ten next year. But also, don't be surprised if you start hearing kids uh, transferring out or maybe not being on the same page as uh, being me in UCLA. Because I have heard he's a little bit more. He's no nonsense. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be really hard for him to connect with. Not to say he can't do it, but it's going to be hard to connect with college students because the NFL, right? That's what the money is for to be professional. It might be a little harder. I just get frustrated because Cliff Kingsbury just keeps failing up and 
for some reason, Eric BME just can't break through. It's extremely frustrating to watch. Well, all the head, I mean, the commanders did him dirty in the timing because all the head coaching and all the coordinator jobs are already taken by the time they kind of gave him the opportunity. So luckily with college football and everybody switching out every like 10 seconds, cause they don't want to stand for something anymore. These coaches, um, just a little bit more time there. The world was open. Yeah, it's just frustrating for me. I, I just can't imagine how he feels. They could be um, better. You want to talk some wrestling? I'm very excited. Some wrestling. Listen, first off, that Elimination Chamber, did you watch it? Did you watch it live? I did not watch it live. Okay, so you watched the replay like I did. I don't watch anything. I read about it. I don't have Peacock. I, I try to find illegal streams or... Brother, go ahead and pay that twelve a month. It's twelve. I pay. I pay enough people. I it's, will get Peacock for WrestleMania and then cancel it's immediately. Twelve dollars a month. Go back and watch. You you can go back and watch old. You can go back and watch old WWE Raws and Smackdowns and see how they used to get down back in 01 and 02 when Vince was being nasty. I was. I watched it live. I will get Peacock for WrestleMania and then I will cancel. Well, then you can watch other stuff on it. Brother, go pay the twelve. I pay enough people. I have enough streaming services. I ain't paying nobody else anything. And it's, it's, that's it's the, the, that's that's the highest uh plan. So it goes down from there. You can probably get like a five or six, maybe an eight dollar plan. I pay for YouTube TV. I pay for HBO Max. I pay for Netflix. My wife plays for Hulu. I ain't paying in Disney Plus. I ain't paying nothing else to nobody. I think I gotta pay for my own Netflix pretty soon because because I don't live in my parents' house no more. You know how Netflix mm-hmm. be acting. Mm-hmm. How much is a month? It's gone up. I don't even remember. It's automated, but it's gone up. They've re- they've jacked the price, and we have Amazon Prime Video. I ain't paying nobody else. No, nah, but they jacked the price up again. I forgot how much. I think it's like eighteen dollars, maybe more. Yeah, they jacked because now they have. Uh... Oh, let me see. Yeah, I think it's eighteen bucks. A month for Netflix? Here it is. Six ninety nine with mu- with ads. Sixteen dollars. Yeah, there's an ad port there's an ad version of Netflix now. Yeah, so seven dollars for ads, sixteen dollars for standard with no ads, premium twenty three dollars. Premium? Yeah, so you can watch up to four devices, ultra HD. You can download on six devices and you can add two members who don't live with you. Mm. And that's 22. So I have the standard, which is 16? 16. Yeah, 16 a month. Damn. All to Damn. watch a bunch of terrible ass movies. Like I, I can't remember. The, sometimes Netflix drops a banger, like a movie. Most of the time, it's just trash. Damn, Netflix. I don't know if I can get down with the 16. Yeah, see, that's how I feel about Peacock. I'm nah, get down 12. to twelve. That's twelve. That's that's twelve. It's, it's the same. Yo, you we like Martin when he didn't want to pay the five. Yeah, that's exactly. It's definitely a principal thing. Yeah, here it is. Peacock six and twelve. Yeah, man, I ain't got time. Six dollars? I ain't got time, dog. Bro, that's one day of lunch a week. I'd rather have lunch. Fair enough. All right, talk a little wrestling. Just do it. Uh, where do we start? You want to talk, start with the women's chamber? Becky, freaking yeah, Lynch, yeah. Winning let's it? start with the women's chamber. 
man. First off, I will tell you this. I was really, really, really impressed with Raquel Rodriguez. And I was really, really impressed with Liv Morgan and Bianca Belair. I was impressed with Tiffany Stratton. She oh, yeah. came to she came to I like play. that move she did off the top of the rope. She uh, uh did the swan, she did like a dive on top of the yeah. top, of the, top of the pod. Um I like the little cartwheel she did with Naomi. Like that was creative. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that. That was fun. I liked uh Raquel Rodriguez was in there just showing feats of strength. Like she could just grab yeah, you and was, just um, and she was throwing them into the into the cage and she was really good. I I, I really enjoyed it and uh Man, I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, the ending there, um, you know, Liv Morgan pulling the fast one on Bianca, who then got a fast one pulled on her by Becky, was crazy. I was watching it. I was like, Liv! And I was like, whoa, Becky, crazy. That's that's how you know a match is good. You'd be like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Listen, uh, man, Bianca and Jay going to feed families. Yo, you had to see Bianca's face, like, Right after, when like when that match was over and Becky's music was going off, she was about to cry because she couldn't believe it. Because Liv Morgan pulled a fast one on her. Fast even, one. Bianca, don't even worry. You and Jay going to steal the show. Don't even worry about it, sis. Get your this horny ass boy. It has nothing to do with that. Uh, they are great at their craft. Mm. I That's the match I'm looking forward to the most is Jay and Bianca. Because they're two strong oh. women. Well, we don't know if that's going to be the matchup. Hunter, Paul Levesque. You you saw that too. They introduced they introduced them uh, yeah. during the Elimination Chamber as Paul Triple H Levesque, and I said, "Man, shut the hell up! That's Triple H." Paul Levesque. This is very easy. You want you want more money? You want black people to get invested in WrestleMania? Give us Bianca versus Jade. They want you to be invested in the sport, not the women, you freak ass boy. It has nothing to do with that, man. We yeah, gotta stop that. Yeah. It could be Rhea Ripley too, because they're strong. Like we don't see strong, like muscular women in WWE. Like the last real muscular well, we had China, Sable. Sable, maybe Molly Holly. No, Molly Holly wasn't strong. Like Victoria? who was the last one? Victoria. Um, it's been it's been Gail Kim. Yeah, but Gail Kim was small and defined. Like Bianca and Jade are like built. Like they are units. Like Rhea. Rhea is a unit. Yeah, she is. Uh see, Tamina. Be, you know, Tamina's just big. Tamina, yeah, she lost weight towards then. Yeah, I would count Tamina in there. What about the men's Royal Rumble? Drew McIntyre. Man, Drew was on the heater. Drew, hater of the year. Did you hear him last night on Raw? He's like, I know you're straight edge, so I drink enough for the both of us. No, man. He Yo, my- how, how WTF were you? Like, because you saw Randy Orton was, Randy Orton was on his yeah. way. Randy Orton was on his way. Logan Paul, his, took the long, dramatic pause to get the, to get the seal. The I mean, yeah, the, um, what are those shits called? Knuckle ring? No. Oh, his brass knuckles. Brass knuckles. He got the brass knuckles. Took him like five years to get the brass knuckles out. RKO out of nowhere. Gets Logan Paul out of there. Then gets on his way to getting Drew out of there. Hit with a freaking brass knuckle shot. Drew gets the lucky pin to win. 
And I love this fact because if you remember last year, Drew McIntyre was all about honor and I want to do things the right way. Now he's like, yo, someone like he hinted towards it last night. Like, yo, if the bloodline interfere and I win and that's just what it is. Yeah. When he's talking to Jay and he was like, yo, yo, I like this. I'm with you. Like you were just saying, I'm with this Drew McIntyre being hater of the year, like riding the line of heel and face and just being like, I'm yo, he's just like, he's basically just coming out in the wrestling way and saying, yo, I'm a hater straight up. I hate you. I don't, I'm I'm a hater. You doing something good over there? Nope. I'm hating. I'm hating. I'm hating. I love I love this Drew, and I hope he wins. Like I, I'm getting to the point, like yo, I hope he beats Seth. Seth is too busy focusing on the bloodline, dog. You need to focus on the person in front of you. You trying to take down? You trying to fight Jesus? Chill out. Speaking of the bloodline, what do you think of Cody calling out Rome? I mean, uh, the Rock to a match. Love it. We we Listen, just setting this up. We just setting. He gonna beat Roman, and then it's gonna be the Rock. Every week, every week, I get closer and closer, and my mind is really starting to think Cody's about to win this thing. I think he is too. Like at first, I was like, why would he call out the Rock? And I was like, maybe he's doing it to split up, split them up. Like he doesn't respect Roman, but it's like he already has his match against Roman. So why would he call out the Rock? He's basically trying to fight. He's trying to go to war with the bloodline. He's mm-hmm. already got two people who's been screwed over by the bloodline and Jimmy Uso and uh, freaking Seth Rollins. Oh, so you think this leads up to the Survivor Series match? Like it's going to be Cody and Seth and Jay and whoever else the bloodline screws over against The Rock and Roman and Solo. Listen, man, that'd be fun. Or but- maybe, or, or maybe. The bloodline calls Drew McIntyre WrestleMania, who then teams up with Seth and Jay. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know how you pull it off though, because Drew is kind of like, "Yo, I don't care about the bloodline. I'm just here to win championships." Like Seth has made it his mission. Like he said it last night. Like my mission is to like get rid of the bloodline. It seems like he's more focused on that than he is the actual championship. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how they. I don't know how they pull this off. But I'm gonna tell you, I, I, I want Roman to keep it, man. I do too. Like I want Roman to keep it like another two years. Like I think there's so much story to tell. I now that the Rock is in here, and I just think the longer that he has the belt, the better the 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 promos get. I still go back and watch the one when he was talking to Seth Rollins. You work. 10 times more than I do. Hilarious. And I make 10 times more than you. Ain't that the number two championship? That's the... The loser's bracket. The loser's bracket. For me, my favorite Roman promo throughout this entire campaign is when he was facing Brock Lesnar. And he was like, this cameraman, that cameraman works for me. (laughs) And he pointed to the announce team. He was like, they talk about me. That was... He was on a heater that night. Oh man, you think Triple H is in the back just geeking up, just cracking up? Like, yo, this guy 100 because this is their investment, they've been trying to build around Roman for 10 years, and it finally clicked. Finally clicked. Now it's like he's so big, it's like it's like Hulk Hogan in a way, yeah, it's the heel version of Hulk Hogan. He's gotten so big, it's like, are you sure this guy? Cody, if he won, he would be big enough to carry it because 
right now, I mean, right now it doesn't feel like it. I mean, it does feel like he can, but what'd you think about Rhea defeating Nia Jax? I mean, we knew it was coming. She wasn't losing the belt in her hometown. Rhea, 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 Rhea is something serious. Oh, here we go. Here come the freak ass boy and you. She picked up Nia Jax like it was nothing. See, we are in an era where muscular women are dominating wrestling, and it's nice. It is nice. Rhea's a big woman. Yo, she a unit. She got to be all a six five. She probably like six feet, six one. She probably like one eighty to two hundred. She nah. She ain't no five seven. I don't believe that. I'm five eight. She, I ain't taller than her. Ain't no way. Yeah, nah. I don't believe that. Cappuccino! Nah, I thought it was a really good match. It makes me think, by the way that match went, and basing it off of Raw, triple threat? I hope not. I, I, I want Rhea versus I Becky. think Nia Jax has worked herself into main event status, and I think Rhea versus... Because I don't think Rhea versus Nia is done. And I think Becky versus Nia is just getting started. Yeah, because Becky attacked Nia last night. So I guess it says Rhea is 5'7", 138. That's a lie. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. You might have to to go to WWE.com. Yeah, Rhea, Rhea, Rhea 6, 150. Do you, do you... Do you and do you do you see a world where Rhea Ripley loses the belt at WrestleMania? Uh, not clean. And no, she. I think Judgment Day still has a little bit left in the tank, especially if Dom challenges. If Dom challenges Gunther to the IC title, I think that's that's going to be the beginning of the end of Judgment Day, because he not beating Gunther, and then Mommy is upset. Yo, uh, funny part is, do you hear the pop that Dominic gets? Yes. He is extremely over. He might be the most over. uh, I can see see him. I can see an intercontinental championship run. Set up (sighs) Gunther Ford World. I mean, a world heavyweight championship run. Yeah, that's the only. Like, if the plan is Gunther drops the IC belt and then he goes after Drew or Seth, 1,000%. Sign me up. Because he ready. He ready. The ring general. He ready. Uh, Biggest takeaways from Elimination Chamber as we head to WrestleMania. This WrestleMania is going to be great. Like, the W, like, they in their bag. Every story makes sense. Nah, I ain't got WrestleMania money, dog. I don't make that much money. But it, I feel like the, the storytelling, like every single match has been thought out. It seems to be planned. Like everything just seems and we haven't even gotten the, the non-championship matches. Yeah, we really ain't got that. We that haven't way. gotten the uh, Andre the Giant over-the-top road challenge. They still do that. They used to do it at WrestleMania. I believe, I believe, I believe. We don't know what Sami Zayn does. We don't know what Shinsuke Nakamura does. We don't know where the likes of the New Day uh, uh, Liv Morgan, we don't know what Liv she's Morgan, doing. Yeah, why Bobby Lashley, Street Profits, um, 
We don't know. I mean, we all we think really it's don't know what they're going to decide to do with this tag team championship. I don't know if they're yeah, just going like, to do Imperium versus Judgment Day. Yeah, um, we have no. I mean, that's what it looks like. And then Dom's going to challenge. But I also want people to keep in mind that WrestleMania is at the beginning of April. Yeah, we got we're forty days away. So what is that? That's what uh, about five and a half weeks. Uh, yeah. So yeah, beginning of April. Yeah, it's like the so they have to get through storylines to last in March because they built up the big matches now at the end of February. So they got to build up storylines through these next basically like four and a half, four weeks. Yeah, so I mean, we're going to get I Kevin Owens versus Yeah, and I see, I think the acceleration on some of these beefs are going to be on full go. To your yeah. point, Logan Paul versus. Randy Orton and or Kevin Owens for the Intercontinental then, Championship is coming. Uh, and then LA Knight versus AJ Styles. That's going to be WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think what, what other seats have we gotten. Liv Morgan seems to be pissed at Becky, but she's not. She can't. I don't know when she's going to get her hands on Becky. Like she was mad I at Becky. I think that's going to be a storyline over the next month. Wouldn't surprise me if Liv Morgan keeps Becky from winning the championship. I'll take that. I like I don't want Rhea to lose. Like Rhea, Rhea got a she got yeah. We got a lot of story left for Rhea. Rhea will lose when Charlotte Flair gets back for the rematch. I hope not. I am so sick sorry. of Charlotte. Charlotte, sorry. I know. I sorry. know. I'm sorry. I know. But every time Charlotte does not have any character outside of I'm here to fight for championships. She is the same. Beat her. I know. I Beat know. her. Not many can. Um, it's been slow in the fantasy in the fantasy group chat. I think everyone's just yeah. prepping. I know we got our owners meeting coming up next month, but outside of that, man, I think it's been quiet. I think people have made a lot of moves. I think the 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 combine will say a lot. So, yeah, I'm just doing bide my time. I'm I'm really having a hard time with Marvin Harrison Jr. and Malik Neighbors. I am brother. You're really. taking Marvin Harrison Jr. We it know. depends, man. It depends. Like if we he's know. in if he's in New but England, not fooling me at number two. Malik Neighbors is now a Las Vegas horned duck. I absolutely dare you to drop Marvin Harrison Jr. to number two overall. Crazy as hell. On that dare. Do you, do you dare. have anything for the people? That was rude. I have never. You where can they you. where can they find you that's rude that's rude that's rude how's that rude come on talk to me brother we can talk this out it wasn't i was just being dramatic see we know because you know you taking marvin Harris at number one that's like listen what do you think of uh ryan polls the bears gm's comments about justin fields he basically said yo if we ship him we're gonna do right by him Dog, just shut up and trade him. Just trade him. Just basically trade him. Trade him at the combine this week. What we doing? Yeah, just say you know what I mean. Yeah, you ready to? Someone made you waiting for the right offer, and you gonna go from there. Yeah, Don't fool like, us. Just call Atlanta. What do you think? Here? Do you think in a week? A week? Uh, do you think in a week? No, nah, uh, I think it might be closer to the draft. Like, like once things really start to iron out, and there's not a lot of ambiguity. It'll be quick. Justin like, Fields I wouldn't be shocked the if they go into the say what Justin Fields to the Broncos. I think that they're going to have at least one deal in place in the day of the draft. They're going to say, Hey, well, 
this person's going to give us this. Can you do better? Like, I, I think he's going to get traded maybe a week before the draft. What's your team? Come on. I, I'm saying Atlanta. I'm, I've am i been saying Atlanta the whole time. I wanted him to go to Atlanta out of college. I don't think they're going to want to keep him in, in conference, though. Keep I that in mind. Atlanta, I, don't think, I think if Atlanta offers you the best deal and you can get Caleb Williams, yeah, I don't think that conference stuff would matter that much to them. He also said Ryan Poles did that. He's not worried about Caleb Williams not wanting to play in Chicago. How true do you honestly think that is? I don't think it's that true at all. A brother that, that's been playing in Southern California. He wouldn't be the Chicago. first. Mark Sanchez from, from USC went. Yeah, so he's used to Cole. I mean, Mark Sanchez went from USC to New York. But he was in New York with them things. Caleb Williams trying to be in D.C., on U Street some Sundays. Yeah, he trying to be with Jordan Poole, and that's the last thing he needs. Yo, could you imagine? Could you have ever imagined Jordan Poole turn out to be this player? No. Yes, it makes you no. wonder if Draymond was really trying to beat greatness into this man. Nah, Draymond was just out of his shit. Draymond, Draymond knew who the player was, and when that player talked to you like that, he said, "I've had enough." Jordan Poole just be out there doing some bullshit, man. I mean, who they the real men? They got a team built around Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole. Now, Kyle Kuzma be getting buckets, but oh, and Denny. Don't forget Denny. Dog, Kyle Kuzma had the nerve to say, I turned down a trade to the Mavericks because I want to build something here. Dog, he just did. Say, That's hate. Just, just why just you want to why, 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 why you want to go to Dallas to ball dominant guards? You got to stand in a corner. Shoot a three, play some defense. Where's the fun in that when you were number one option? Team just traded away Bradley Beal and someone else, and well, Bradley Beal and half of the other supporting cast in the last couple couple years. I got a chance to be a number one option in DC. What you call him? What you called him the number one option? Have you seen they've, Jordan Poole? They've lost eleven straight. You it's tough, won. yeah, but he's still the number one option. Look at them numbers. They're they're nine and forty eight. Yo, being being knowing that there's NBA teams out here that don't even have single uh, double digit wins yet, does that not just blow your mind? It's like, yo, you stink. Here's another thing. I went to go see I went to go see the Blazers play on Friday, and they played the Nuggets as I was mentioning, brother. <laughs> I'm just watching this. I'm just watching this Blazers team, and I'm like, it just took me like three quarters before I just yelled out, "Yo, this team stinks." Well, at least you lasted that long. Well, I, I was having a good time watching Joker and the Nuggets. They didn't have Jamal Murray out there, but man, they're they're a really good team. They are a really good team. I still like the Lakers versus them in the series, but I say that with a mild amount of confidence. Okay. They've had our number late recently. We haven't beat them in a, in a minute. Yeah, they got everyone's number. Shall I game versus Golden State they had? No, nah, I missed that. No, I saw. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. They they were up going into the half, and then they lost by like thirteen. And I was like, "God damn!" Life comes so. at you fast. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can find me at Los Demix. That's at L O S D E E M I X on Instagram, X, YouTube, Twitch, SoundCloud. Uh, pretty soon, I will be dropping the first ever my first ever workout mix. It's called 
gains don't lie it'd be it's gonna be a it's gonna be a series i'm gonna start putting out so be on the lookout for for that uh i just really just gotta upload it to soundcloud and it'll, it'll be ready so be on the lookout for that soon um danny you know i'm spending somewhere next thursday i did uh, not spend, know that yeah, i'm spending somewhere i'm spending at this little bar out here in, in uh in oregon where i live at and i'm also i'm also working to get uh my first ever um function on calendars i got an idea for something at this spot that i previously dj'd at before so see if we can run it back again me and my homie that i'm djing with next week um so i'll keep the people updated and um yo here's another thing so every time i go to make every time i'm working with that team to make these videos for the social it gets i schedule it to get posted and then the morning that is supposed to be posted it doesn't post and then when i go to scheduled post it's gone so it's it's hmm. it's annoying but that's weird i'm gonna i'm gonna check i'm gonna double check on it again tonight to make sure it works sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't it, it's frustrating but we ball but we ball danny we where ball. can the people find you at good man Find me on the on the bird app at Danny Ocean Forty One. Follow us at Speak On It underscore Pod on Instagram, X, TikTok, and send us your emails at Speak On Pod Fourteen at Gmail dot com. Um, I'm still Rick Pitino really really had on the all white. The he all did. white. So let me ask you something. When that stuff was going on with Kim Newton, what song do you think was playing in his head? Like you fighting these people. Oh, I think it happened so fast he didn't he didn't have time. I think it happened so fast there was no time for music. I think Cam was I think Cam was running this stage loaf. Come on, you hear this? You know Cam was like, I. Right. It started playing in his head. Or hold on, I got another one. If that okay. one playing in his head, you know Cam got that with that hat. Okay, with that hat, you right. This is what he was. This is what he had playing. Oh my head. god! Good Come night, on. y'all. Good soon night. as that, soon as that first punch came through, you know Good Cam night. had this on mind. He knew. He knew. Yeah. We out. We not listening. To Come on, fight. y'all have a good night. Come on, now nah, let the people hear this. Maybe nah. the Canadians. You know, the Canadians heard this one before. I'm sure. Come on have. now. Oh yeah, this is what Cam do. This is what Cam had buddy by the net right here. And now, yeah. right here, he got a bro- another brother in the headlock. He's probably. And you know when this was happening, Cam was talking through his teeth like a black mother do. I'm going to fuck you up. You better stop. You better stop. I'm going to fuck you up. You know what I mean? I'm trying to be nasty on you. You know it. Come on. Come on. Your uncle, your, your uncle ain't never like peace trippers. He was like, yo, yo, Kevlan, I'm going to. Come on. Y'all have a good night. Y'all have a night. You could have been anywhere in the world, people, but you were here with us tonight. So make sure you spend this night speaking on it god bless you all danny ocean lowe's d mix we out peace